The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's keeping you from being the best you can be? Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about a topic of interest to almost everyone, and that is abundance. My guest today is abundance expert, Moira Shepard. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. She is the author of Top 10 Ways to Be a Love and Money Magnet. Moira supports women in feeling worthy of having abundance, which makes it much easier to create and sustain an abundant life. She specializes in guiding coaches, healers, leaders, lightworkers, and visionaries to shed the self-doubt and low self-worth that keeps them from living their passion and purpose. As a transformational teacher, Moira activates abundance breakthroughs in telesummits, blogs, articles, radio shows, workshops, and private sessions with clients from Los Angeles to London. Clients, Listeners and readers report feeling deep transformations in their energy, attitude, and behavior after just one session with Moira. After 20 years in the healing arts, Moira cherishes the privilege of supporting thousands of people in living their dreams, including you, if you're willing. Welcome, Moira. Hello, Linda. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, thank you. I'm glad you could join us. I'm so looking forward to our conversation. And uh, I was wondering if we could start by maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your background and share with us how you got involved in this work. Well, my background was, was primarily in mass media for the first 20 years of my working life. I was a journalist. And, and so I got accustomed to asking questions, finding mm-hmm. out about things I didn't know before, mm-hmm. and about in terms of uh, distilling complex ideas into very simple language so that anybody could understand it. And that served me well in what has turned out to be my work. The transition point between being a journalist and doing what I do now uh, was, was kind of sticky, it was. It, it began Isn't that with always a back the injury on the job. I hurt oh. my back heavy lifting on the job, and um, I, I, I was just a fifty-pound box of magazines. I worked out like <laughs> every day for twenty years, so lifting a fifty-pound box of magazines from time to time was no big deal usually, until that day when it was. And within hours, I was in agony. I was paralyzed. Wow. I was alone. I was scared to death. I was so frightened. And, and within 24 hours of this injury, I had lost my job, my income, 
my health, my mobility, my wow. independence, basically my ability to function. Because basically when you haven't got a working spine, there's not much you can do. Right, right. Yeah. You were, you were bedridden, I assume? I was bedridden. I was bedridden for seven years. Oh, my first, gosh. Yes, it was a long time. Uh, the first four years, I had five surgeries. They all failed. Oh. And the doctors basically wrote me off. I mean, I, in, a, in a sense, I invited them to because, because one day, about four years in, I was at my appointment post my last surgery, which had led to complications that nearly killed me. So I was actually worse off than I had been before. And um, I asked them, so what do we do now? And they said, well, surgically, you're at the end of the road. There's nothing left to do. And that was so not the answer I had in mind. That's pretty terrifying. <laughs> I was more the lines of, oh, we'll do this and then you'll be fine. But that's mm-hmm. not what they said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a blessing that that was what they said. And the reason it was a blessing was because it made me really dig deep in terms of, okay, I've got all this fright, all this fear, all this dread that I'm going to spend the next 40 years of my life staring at four walls, getting out of the house once a month with my father driving to go and see the doctors, and that that was going to be my life. That's pretty terrifying. I'm sorry? That's pretty terrifying, I would think. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how scared and depressed I was. That lasted, actually, for several months after that conversation, but underneath that that depression and, and and fear was part of me saying, thank you very much for sharing. I'm going to go get well now. Mm. Essentially, they, th- they threw me back on my own resources. I had to stop looking outside for a bit for mm. a solution, for a way to get back to having a life again. And, and so I started a lot exploring of alternative healing. I'm sorry? A lot of, that takes a lot of courage. A it lot it of courage. does. It would, but part of me just wouldn't let me give up. Mm-hmm. I just part of on some level I knew I wasn't done, mm-hmm. and and refused to settle for that kind of life. And since the surgical road was you know closed for repairs or or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I had to, I had to find another road. So I started exploring alternative healing. My first experience was with a hypnotherapist, who in my very first session taught me how to control the pain with my mind. Mm-hmm. which was incredible. Mm-hmm. And in the course of the week until my next appointment, I also happened to notice that even though we had not directly treated my insomnia, my anxiety, or my depression, they were all starting to go away. Wow. It was to, a, to an extent that it was actually noticeable to me in mm-hmm. just a week's time. So for our second appointment, I went back and said, okay, this is what I've experienced. We've turned down the volume of my pain. I want some help in, in tapering off the narcotic painkillers because by that time I'd been taking, you know, eight Vicodin a day for six years, mm. which is, it makes your brain yeah. more like cotton candy than a functioning brain. And I really sure. wanted to get off of it. And this gave me a way mm-hmm. to do that. Um, I also said, you know, the pain, the, the, the depression and insomnia and anxiety are starting to go away. So I just want to keep working with you. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had hope. <laughs> it was huge. It was huge. Yeah, yeah. So we worked together every week for eight months. And we, we cleaned out my closet to a, to a vast extent. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> it, was, 
it was so liberating. It, he really gave me my life back. I was so thankful for that. And, and I also talked to my doctors to get the taper down program to get off the Vicodin. So I was also narcotic free and I noticed I started getting kind of restless. Mm-hmm. Even though I still, because of my weakness and debility and, and muscle atrophy, um, wasn't able to, I wasn't able to spend more than 10 or 15 minutes a day vertical. Wow. Um, which was a huge improvement. It was much better right. than nothing. Exactly. It, it, it freed me to, to stop having to decide between taking a shower or eating each day. Because mm. usually I could do one or the other, but not both. So I got, I got pretty smelly <laughs> because eating went out pretty much every day. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> so was, I was starting to feel human again because I could be clean and fed again, uh-huh. which was yeah. Just very the heartening. Basics. It's, it's, it's fascinating to look back on. I mean, when, I, when this injury happened, I felt like I had so many problems. Mm-hmm. But all of my prob- most of my problems dropped away. And the ones that remained were really pretty simple. Right. Yeah. Pretty How basic. I, yeah, very basic. Let's see, let's see if we can get out of bed today. Yeah. Let's, let's see if, we can, if we're up to toast or if we're going to have to do um, yogurt and granola because there's so little prep time. Nice, you really had to start stuff. over. Start yeah. over. In a sense, it was very restful. Hmm. Because you didn't have to way. worry about anything else? Pretty much. I mean, I was, I was concerned financially to some extent, but I was on workers' compensation, and, and um, I wasn't spending any money. <laughs> I wasn't going out, so I, I wasn't shopping. Right. Um, I, I just had to pay rent, groceries, and utilities. That was pretty much it. Wow. So I, I, I had enough to get by on, and that was really all I was concerned about, was just, you know, getting by. But I, I started getting restless in my mind once, once the brain started recovering from the Vicodin brain freeze. And I, I started thinking, I've got to do something. So I talked to my workers' compensation case manager who sent me to a vocational rehabilitation counselor. I went mm-hmm. to go and see him with my dad, and I laid out on a chaise lounge, you know, one of those plastic folding chairs where you lay right. in the backyard, the patio, because I couldn't sit through the interview. So he looked at me, laid out on my chaise, and said, well, you're not going back to a brick-and-mortar school anytime soon. <laughs> but this thing called the Internet has happened while you've yes. been away. <laughs> yes. 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 So thanks to the magic of, of Internet, phone, phone, email, I was able to get some re-education going, learning how to use my writing skills in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I started a business, writing, writing um, content for websites, writing promotional material for websites. Oh. I was able to launch the business from my day bed. Wow which was so fabulous. Yeah, nobody I worked with ever knew that I had this ability. It did not arise. They just looked at my writing samples and hired me and paid me online. And it was, it was so empowering and encouraging because one of the worst things about chronic illness and pain is that a person can really start feeling useless. Yes, yes. Like and life has no purpose beyond basic survival. Right. And not and to mention isolated. Not to mention isolated, absolutely. So, as, as you as you say, you know, isolation was a big factor. So I started looking at, well, how can I get out of here? And nothing really came to mind until I got an email one day from a woman, uh, an expert on copywriting, who was who was speaking at a marketing seminar a mile away from me. Mm. So I called the seminar organizers and said, I've got this thing. I need to lie down. If I bring my own chair where I can lie down, can I just be on the sidelines and 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 
be at the seminar. Is that okay with you guys? And they said, yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I drove to the place, got the, got the chair out of the trunk, or the bell, the bellman did, thankfully. Set up, he set up my chair, and the woman who was organizing came over, knew it was me because of the, the setup I was doing, mm-hmm. and she gave me a hug. Wow. And it was, it was like being welcomed back to the human race. Yes, I can only imagine. I bet that was the first hug you'd had in that way in a long time. Yes, it was. It, was, it meant so much to me. It went right to my heart and, and nestled there, as you could hear that feeling. Is right, still, right, still, still there. In me. It's beautiful. It was, it was such a great way to start, because after all those years of isolation, suddenly I was surrounded by 80 strangers and feeling extremely self-conscious. I, I really felt, you know, kind of like I, was, like I was in a baby chair, and the grown-ups were all sitting at the table. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> During one of the breaks, a woman came over to me, and she said, I don't know what it took for you to get here, but you are obviously the most committed woman in the room. Wow. And I want you to know how inspiring that is. Wow. Yes. That's another I, kind of a hug. <laughs> oh, goodness, wasn't it? <laughs> it, it? It turned around my mentality in just a second because from, instead of feeling like an idiot and, and helpless as a child, suddenly I saw maybe my story could be one of empowerment rather than debility. Right. One, of, one of inner strength that helps one to overcome bodily weakness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel that like that is, really... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that's so powerful, and, and it seems to sum up where that led you and, and uh, serve as a launching point. Yes. Yeah. It was just a few okay. months later at another meeting of that same group that another fellow came to speak about how we can use our mind to change our lives. Mm-hmm. He planted some post-hypnotic suggestions, and... That morning, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, eyes open, wide awake, suddenly knowing it's time for me to get out of bed. Wow. I need to do my part in healing the world. Wow. And I got this sense of thousands of people calling me, Moira, we need you. Get out of bed. <laughs> and here we are oh, now. <laughs> so that is yes. such a, an awesome story. And, and we need to take a quick break with it. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go to commercial. We'll be right back with my guest, Abundance expert, Moira Shepard. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking today with Moira Shepard, who is an abundance expert. And Moira, your story about your injury and recovery is just really quite extraordinary in that where we left off of, of your sense of purpose being ignited. You know, how yes. powerful is that? I mean, it, it, made, it made everything in my life change in an instant. It was like everything I'd done up until then, no matter what, I just couldn't get out of bed. But in that moment of realization and that moment of feeling called, from then on, I couldn't stay in bed. My soul would Mm. not let me stay in bed. My body would not let me stay in bed. Mm -hmm. It's like I couldn't, despite all my efforts, I just could not get back out of bed to get back to my own little life. And it sounds more like... On a larger scale. Yeah. Not just called, you were pulled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, were, you, know, you were drawn and pulled. Very much so. You know? and yeah, it's, that's what... it's remarkable because I, I did so much praying that day. I did so much writing that day. I did so much crying that day. It was, it was just an immense ongoing unfolding of realization and, and purpose. And that day I committed to carrying out that vision, even though I didn't know what it looked like. I had no idea how to heal myself, much less anybody else. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I didn't care. I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. But this, this vision is so all-encompassing. It's, so, it's pulling me so right. profoundly that every fiber of my being, I cannot not go there. There is, right. there is no plan B. I must give this my, all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my energy. So somehow, in spite of it all, as I said earlier, you had you had the ability always to sort of trust that little part of you that was willing to listen, yes. that was willing to be inspired or listen. And and again, it seems like it, it had to take so much courage. But you were tenacious. You didn't give I up. I was. It, it felt like a life a, a life raft had been presented mm-hmm. to me, and I was going to, by golly, climb on it mm-hmm. and, and ride it to wherever it took me. And I was so thankful. I was, I was nervous, of course, and insecure and anxious. And you know, What the heck am I going to do? Where do I start? So that's where I really got present to the idea that you really need to begin just from where you are with what you have. What mm-hmm. I had was the Internet. What I had was prayer. What I had was a soul calling too deep to ignore and too exciting to set aside. Wow. So I, I prayed for guidance about how, how do I do this? Where do I start? And, and the guidance when it came was pretty simple and clear. Get well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
get vertical for a little bit more time each day. Exactly. And that's exactly what I did. I I started pushing myself very gently because I pushed myself in the past and ended up, you know, with setback after setback after setback because I'd feel a little better and get all excited and overdue. Mm -hmm. So I'd I'd have, you know, three days of fantastic energy and then three months in bed. So. I, I got that I really had to take it easy at first, so I just started challenging myself to be spending a little more time vertical each day, sitting a little longer, standing a little longer, walking a little farther, not all in the same day, really taking it easy, mm-hmm. and, and asking to be shown where to start. So what came to me was the idea to get training in what had helped me so much, <laughs> alternative mm-hmm. healing, hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I signed up for a three-week program that was high-intensity, um, 21 days of solid work and several different kinds of alternative healing modalities. And by the second day, I was just in agony. My back was killing me. It's like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can do 19 more days of this. Right. But that happened to be the day where they talked about John Sarno, the lower oh, back pain expert. Yeah, I love his work. Yeah, isn't he brilliant? He is. So really basically, brilliant. what they what they what they told us was that in, in Sarno's in Sarno's view, um, if you've if you've gotten proper treatment for your injury and it still hurts after six weeks, it's it's not the injury; it's something emotional or mental. Mm-hmm. Your head or so your heart. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. So even though I I don't know how good or bad my treatment was, but it had been a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the surgeries, but I still had that nagging back pain. The, the therapy had helped me to some extent, but it didn't go away entirely. So that day, I went home and had a little chat with my spine. I said, spine, what's up with the pain? And what I heard was, oh, we're keeping you safe. You've had such a hard time. You've been struggling so much. You've worked so hard for so little results. So we're just going to keep you safe here in bed. Mm. And, you know, I think that's so important, the point you're bringing up there, because oftentimes, whatever struggle we're having, whether it's like you said, in your case, it was your, your back pain, but sometimes it's a habit, a pattern of behavior or thought, a shadow side, and that what that part of us is doing is trying to keep the rest of us safe. Exactly. It's all from love. It just wants us to be safe. It's just kind of a nutty idea about how to go about it. Right. So I I thanked my spine and and whoever else was talking for its concern. You know, thank you very much. I want to be safe too. And then I asked, does it make sense to you that I would be even safer if I were strong and healthy instead of in chronic pain and debilitated? And there was this little pause. Mm -hmm. And then I heard... I never thought of that. (laughs) And suddenly the pain went away in that instant. It has never come back. Amazing. And I've certainly seen a lot of people who use Sarno's work, especially with respect to anger and rage, have those experiences where it's present and then they deal with it directly and it's gone. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know, it just struck me as you were talking, obviously our topic today is abundance, um, and most people think about material abundance, but it, it sounds to me like you you had to go back to basics and start with abundance in the physical realm, abundance health, abundant well-being physically. Is that? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. That was a big part of it, and, and, and what I came to see, especially in light of 
my conversation with my spine in light of, of earlier of my awakening where I realized it was time to get out of bed and be a presence for love in the world um, was, was that whatever goes on in body is a, is a direct um, effect of what goes on in spirit. Mm-hmm. So what I've come to see is that abundance is a spiritual quality, mm-hmm. like generosity or peace or mm-hmm. love, which love. Is, mm-hmm. abundance is a form of love. Abundance is an mm-hmm. expression of love. Mm-hmm. So when we get clear on the idea of abundance originating in spirit, as everything does, it becomes easier to start creating abundance in the body in terms of my physical wellness. I had a reason to get well, and that is how I, I got well. Basically, I, I got connected with spirit. It changed my mind, which changed my body, which changed my life. Wow. And that was the progression. It's, it's a, really extraordinary, and that's what you teach other people now. Yes. Okay. So, yes. really, what if if you had to state it, what does abundance mean to you now? To me, it means infinite generosity. Uh-huh. Whatever you want, here it is, and there's plenty more. Help yourself. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think that... That lack of lack, you know, and and those are qualities certainly that we all want. We all want, and and I know people block abundance so commonly without even being aware of it. Yeah. Uh, first of all, sometimes they don't even know that it's possible to to live an abundant life in the way that you're describing, and and that it's our natural state. And then there's so many blocks. Can you speak to maybe what some of those blocks might be? Yes, absolutely. I guess as an aggregate, I guess you could call these blocks self-sabotage. Because Mm. abundance is your natural state. It's part of the natural flow of things. So it's, it's kind of like there's this constant flow of abundance, but our thoughts or our behavior or our feelings clog up the flow. Mm hmm so abundance is not only possible, it's natural. It's the natural way of things. There is nothing and nobody out there withholding abundance from us. We withhold it from ourselves. And self-sabotage, um, and there's so many behaviors, and I'll detail those in a moment. Self-sabotage is a way to keep those blocks in place, to stop that flow of abundance and we do that for a number of reasons. We might, we might engage in the self-sabotage or blocking of abundance because failure is familiar to us. Mm-hmm. We, might, we might block it because we want to be able to control the situation. Abundance looks too big and scary and chaotic mm-hmm. when, and actually, when actually as a divine quality, it is full of divine order and harmony. Mm-hmm. We also might engage in self-sabotage that blocks abundance because we value our habits over our goals. Ooh, that's important. Habits over goals. Yes. We may also feel unworthy of actually having what we want. Mm-hmm. We might create situations of struggle because drama makes us feel alive and makes us feel like we're doing something. Oh, yeah. That's a common one, I think. Yes. And often at the bottom of it, this is something I've, I've located in myself, certainly, is because in all of my neural pathways, it felt like all roads led to no. 
I felt mm-hmm. certain I could never have what I wanted. Uh-huh. And because the mind is so powerful, and the brain loves to be right, mm-hmm. and the universe just loves us and wants us to be however we want to be, it says, okay, you can't have what you want, because that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the rule that I've laid out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A law of attraction principle. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. some of the ways we block abundance with self-sabotaging behavior might be shrugging off or minimizing or ignoring compliments. Mm-hmm. When somebody says something nice to you, like, yeah, that was great. It, you, might, you might kind of diminish it, but, oh, I was just doing my job, or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no problem. Or if somebody says, you look wonderful. What? This old thing? I just um, had my yeah. hair done. I don't usually look this good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and those things, those are very common things that people do to just sort of minimize, shrug off, or avoid taking in what can be, you know, a really lovely experience. And that is one of abundance when you feel like, oh, people are appreciating me. People are being kind to me or, or whatever it may be. That's Absolutely. beautiful, too. Yeah. So if our listener... <laughs> It notices, oh, I, I've, I've done that sometimes. It's, it's, first of all, it's great that you recognize that. And, and, and second of all, it may seem like a small thing, shrugging off a compliment or diminishing something nice that somebody says to you or refusing an offer of help or support. It may seem like a small thing, but like almost everything, it's the tiny, mm-hmm. tiny tip of great big, big iceberg. Iceberg, yes, exactly. That's so true. And uh, we need to take another short break now, Moira. And uh, we're going to go to commercial and we will be right back with my guest, abundance expert, Moira Shepherd. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about abundance and the natural flow of abundance in our lives um, that we should be experiencing, and that is possible for all of us, according to my guest, Moira Shepard. And Moira, you're just giving us some examples of how we block abundance and um, some really good things that people can do to even just take baby steps towards letting it in. And so I was wondering if maybe you have maybe an exercise or something you can you can teach us um, that will help us restore our natural flow of abundance? Yes, absolutely. This, this ties in so perfectly with what we were just talking about in terms of shrugging off compliments or refusing offers of help or support. Um, see, one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons that we do things like that is because we feel unworthy of good things. We feel unworthy of kind words. We feel unworthy of approval. We feel in refusing offers of help that, you know, we're either we're, we're, you know, taking too much of someone else's time or energy or that we'll have to sacrifice our independence and be under obligation to someone else mm-hmm. if we allow them to help us. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of really good reasons at the, at the ego brain level about why we should not allow help, why we should not let in kindness or approval. And at the very bottom of that is unforgiveness, mm-hmm. very, which, is, which leads to the feelings of unworthiness that makes mm-hmm. us turn away a compliment or an offer of help. And we feel unworthy when we're holding grievances or sins or mistakes against ourselves. Mm-hmm. So one of the cleanest ways I've found to even to get to, to get to forgiveness and beyond, which is where abundance is, is, is to recognize our infinite innocence. And that is what I call this exercise, your infinite innocence. Innocence is also a divine quality like abundance. And when you start taking on one divine quality or rather recognizing that it's already present in you, abundance is already within you, innocence is already within you, this infinite innocence exercise helps us to peel away all the judgment and condemnation and grievances to locate the fundamental innocence, which means that you are automatically worthy of mm-hmm. abundance and approval and kindness and goodness. So, um, to do this exercise, it's, it's, it's um, kind of a threefold process in which we declare yourself innocent, in which you declare any other people concerned innocent, and we also declare objects are innocent. Because mm. sometimes we attach emotion or energy like memories to certain objects, like we cherish something because a loved one gave it to us, mm-hmm. like a, a, a photograph or a souvenir of some kind. So you know, the opposite can happen too. Um, we, we start holding unforgiveness or anger or grievance or painful memories in an object. So we need to declare them innocent too. So to lay the groundwork for this, it's important to recognize that you are innocent 
everyone else is innocent. The world is innocent because holding people or yourself guilty or holding grievances against yourself, it only hurts you. Unforgiveness Mm -hmm. ensures only your lack, your poverty, and that sense of grievance and judgment is a prison that locks you in and it locks abundance out. Mm. Yeah, that's so important to get. Yes. Yes, it's, it's, you, 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 may, you may think you're safe there inside that prison, but it locks out all the good as well as all the right. bad. Right. And, and often, you know, the bad is with you too because you, you carry it with you behind the, the walls of that inner prison of grievance and judgment. So this exercise is something to do whenever you notice yourself beating up on yourself or condemning someone else in your mind. It will help you stop accumulating more grievances, more guilt, more blame, shame, accusation, that, that, all, of, that all these things keep abundance away from you. Are judgments a part of that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. A, a, a judgment by its very nature is finding somebody guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we release judgment, then we're free to perceive the innocence that lies at the heart of everyone, mm-hmm. including yourself. Mm-hmm. You are that light of infinite love, of infinite abundance, of infinite innocence, and this exercise will help you to get back in touch with the innocence that is already inside of you that, that is, is available and waiting. So for your first time doing your infinite innocence exercise, choose something fairly minor, Say that you were expecting an email from a certain person, and it didn't come. So this is summing up in your mind, something that's got you kind of irritated today. Mm-hmm. And hold it in your mind for a moment. Just picture it. Here's this, here's this thing that's happening, and this is how I feel about it. And then say out loud, I am innocent. I am innocent. Very good. And take another breath and say aloud, I am innocent. I am innocent. And another deep breath and saying out loud, I am innocent. I am innocent. Good. And just notice how you feel. You need to say this at least three times because your unconscious mind needs to hear something three times before it believes it. Mm-hmm. So say it at least three times, but say it more until the heaviness over the situation, whatever it is, starts lifting away. Just keep repeating, I am innocent, out loud. I notice my, my energy starts to come right up <laughs> as, as soon as I Good. say it. And, you know, it's like it, my energy just immediately elevates. Yes. You're confirming the light within yourself, and it's, uh-huh. it's always there. It's never, it's never hidden unless we block it from you, from view. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that old song, This Little Light of Mine. <laughs> you know? Yes, that, I sing yeah. that song quite often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I love this exercise. Um, it, you know, I... I heard you do it once before and I just thought it was so amazing because for one thing it's new to me I never really thought of innocence as an energy um, you know as uh, uh, something uh, that flows to us in the way that abundance does a quality of that nature and it's so amazing to consider it from that point of view 
I just, I find it just fascinating. And I always love new ideas. Ah, thank you. I find it very, very elegant and and very simple because it goes right to the heart of, of the matter. It bypasses all questions of blame. It bypasses should is this forgivable? <laughs> it just goes yes. right to hey, we're 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 innocent. We always are. We always will be. Right, and there's so many things that go for so many of us go so deeply, touching into the past, into childhood, and and things that maybe we had forgotten about. But I think that. It's really quite beautiful if you can get that release that's associated with with that. It's so important. So we can we can do the next phase of this exercise in just in terms of staying with our earlier example. Mm-hmm. Now we declare others innocent. So whoever else is involved in the situation that's been kind of, you know, your brain has been kind of chewing over, feeling kind mm-hmm. of irritated about. So if there's anybody else involved, um, go ahead and picture them in your mind. Mm-hmm. If there's more than one person involved, picture all of them and take a deep breath and say to yourself, she is innocent or he is innocent, as the case may be. And keep repeating, he is innocent or she is innocent or they are innocent. They are innocent. At least three times so your unconscious mind can really latch on to the idea. Mm-hmm. And then just keep saying it until you feel the anger or resentment or feeling of hurt start to dissolve. Mm-hmm. It just seems to dissipate pretty quickly. Yes. Because we're all doing the best we can in every moment. What could be more right. innocent than that? Right. And, and, you know, I'm reminded one of the um, the four agreements in Don Miguel Ruiz's book is uh, take nothing personally. Oh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true. You know, whatever it's it is, this, the episode us. I was it's thinking about has nothing to do with me. Yeah. yeah. The person's doing what they need to do, and it's nothing to do with me. Absolutely. It, it's, we're, all, we're all so much caught up in our own selves, it's remarkable that we're aware mm-hmm. of other people at all sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there's, so there's another phase with the, there's one more phase of it with Yes, declaring content. objects innocent. So, mm-hmm. staying with the email example... Um, you can you can affirm and and look at each object that's in, that's in front of you as you do it. The email is innocent. The computer is innocent. The Wi-Fi is innocent. The network is innocent. Mm-hmm. The screen is innocent. The keyboard is innocent. So that we're not blaming any objects for the way we feel or the situation that we find ourselves in. And I think at first that that sounds odd to people, but Mm -hmm. the reality is how often do we yell at our computers or we yell at our cell phone or we yell at the traffic light or whatever it is, you know, if you look at it in that way, yeah. It's true. A a, a tie-in that might be more relatable is that if you have a cherished object from, say, a a parent who is now passed, or say, you know, a piece of furniture, I can never let go of mom's table because it's her. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, it's not. (laughs) But you can can, even in in realizing, oh, wow, I am really attached to this because it represents my mother to me. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Only it just shows you how much energy you've got hooked into an object. Right, right. 
It's so interesting and so powerful. And like I said, I just, I love this exercise and I encourage everybody to just give it a try. You know, go around your house saying, I'm innocent, I'm innocent and see what happens and especially see how it feels because I think that's, that's where the the important value is. You see, you can experience the difference as you try it. And exactly. I realize, Moira, we have to take one more break. Okay. And um, so we'll be right back, everybody, with my guest, abundance expert, Moira Shepard. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy with your financial life or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. Today we are continuing our conversation about abundance with abundance expert, Moira Shepard. And I just love that exercise that, that we just finished. You, you showed us, Moira. I think it's really powerful for people to try. And sometimes I, I've had experience with people who can't do it. And so the fact that if you try it and you can't do it, it tells you you've got a little work to do in that area. Absolutely. It can be yeah. shocking to realize, wow, I, I didn't realize I was so locked in blame or shame, judgment or resentment. Because it's so much part of your mental landscape. It's just, you know, part of the view. Exactly. But it's, it's, a, it's a real thing and it's a real energy and it's affecting your life. It's uh-huh. blocking your abundance. Exactly. Exactly. Now, um, before we go any further, I want to make sure, Moira, people know where to find you and how to, where they can buy your book and where they can get your products. So can you share that with us, please? Absolutely. You can go, uh, if you're interested, you can go to moirashepherd.com. And that might, might be good to spell that because it's, it's both first name and last name are spelled in unusual ways. 
And and um, if I can interrupt on that, I want to show you a, a, a fun thing that I learned from one of my guests a couple of months ago about how we should all be spelling our names when we need to, because everyone usually does the typical thing. And this, this lady's name was Fiona. So she would say F as in Frank, as we always do, until she somebody pointed out, oh, there's a better way. And so here's how I would spell Moira. I would spell it. M as in magnificent, O as in opulent, I as in interesting, R as in rich, and A as in abundant. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> isn't, isn't that cool? I think it's so, so, cool. so much more fun than just what we always say. So, that is magnificent. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Yeah, so Moira Shepherd. I if you know, you may need to go ahead and just spell Shepherd if if Yes, Shepherd is unusual. It's S H E P A R D. Right. .com. MoiraShepherd.com. And there you can pick up your free copy of the free version of Top 10 Ways to Be a Love and Money Magnet. This is a handbook and a guided meditation. Both are downloadable. And these Top 10 Ways to Be a Love and Money Magnet if they guide you toward creating and allowing and expressing and experiencing more abundance in your life in ways that are super simple and really enjoyable. The thing about this meditation is that you start feeling better and more abundant right away because mm. it offers instant healings. It's programmed. What you read is programmed with energy. What you listen to is programmed with energy. And the energy always meets you where you are. So you can read and listen to these again and again and get more and better illumination, healing, clearing, expansion, abundance, whatever you're looking for. So the, the more you use it, the better it works. All you have to do is sit back and listen and allow the meditation to work its magic on you. And if you want, read along with the words as they're said. And you'll experience that feeling of lightness and liberation perhaps to an even greater extent than you felt with doing the innocence exercise. Right, and one of the things I like about that, in addition to the things I mentioned, is that you do feel a shift right away. You know, there's so many things, like, you know, I, I do individual therapy. Sometimes you don't feel shifts right away. Sometimes <laughs> it might take quite a bit of time, you know. But with, with some of the energy work, you can feel a, a shift and that's so much, it's validating and it's encouraging. And it offers people hope in the moment, which I think is really a great thing. That's very true. And that's one of the reasons I focused on this, this kind of, of, of healing work. Because I, mm-hmm. I figured probably aren't too many people willing to wait for seven years like I did. <laughs> right. And, and, and do the work that you did. You did a lot of heavy lifting in that, emotional heavy lifting. And not everybody can do that. Not everybody knows it's possible, so it's nice to have other tools. Absolutely. So this this works through energy and consciousness, so you get lifted easily and effortlessly right away. And as you say, you notice a shift, a lightening or brightening of your energy right away, which is validating and encouraging. You feel like, whoa, something's really happening here. Yeah, hey, this no works. Mistake, something definitely <laughs> happens. <laughs> exactly. So what words of hope or encouragement can you offer to those who've maybe given up or are discouraged about the possibility of having abundance uh, in this physical form, at least. (laughs) The first thing I would say is it's never too late. It is never too late. 
Ernest Holmes says that you're always as young as your faith and as old as your fear. Mm. You're as young as your, as your, as your heart and as, as old as your doubts. Mm-hmm. So it's never, ever too late, up to the very last moment of life in this body. There mm-hmm. is still time to turn things around and start creating more abundance emotionally, in relationships, financially, in terms of your relationships with other people as well as yourself, in terms of, of, of healing every aspect of your being and consciousness. And the reason why it's never too late is because you are always just one thought away from abundance. Wow. You're always thinking about something. Mm-hmm. So you just need to go from thought A to thought B, or rather from thought B <laughs> to thought mm-hmm. A, abundance. Mm-hmm. And the more you turn toward that thought and invite another thought of abundance to follow it, and abundance means different things to different people, so please think about the kind of abundance that you want. Right. Because yeah. it encompasses every aspect of your life. So whatever, if you want an abundance of health, of money, of love, of peace of mind, of harmony in your relationships, keep turning toward that. You're always just one thought away from abundance. Right. And that's kind of like a, a law of attraction, something um, Abraham might say, one thought away, turn to the good thought. Yes, because what you yeah. focus on expands. Or as Wayne right. Dyer says, you know, what you think about, you become. Right, right, right. So when yeah. you realize the power, the power creative, uh, the creative power of your thoughts, you realize, oh, mm-hmm. I'm creating more of what I don't want. When I keep thinking mm-hmm. about how terrible things are. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, oops. How good is that? <laughs> yeah. So th- this has been really so interesting today, Moira. I so appreciate the time you've spent with us, and I appreciate the wisdom that you've shared because, like I said, you have some really, I think, empowering ideas, and certainly your story is incredibly inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're so welcome, my dear. It's, it's really an honor to to do this with you and to share this with our listeners. Great. And maybe sometime you can come back and visit us again and we can talk more about it because, you know, I, I feel like I could easily talk to you for another hour. <laughs> so, I would love that. Anytime. That Let's do great. it. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope you will all join me next week when my guest will be Ingrid Denter, an EFT expert who will be helping us understand the impact of war on our consciousness, how it has impacted almost all of us, and how to heal the wounds for our soldiers whom we love and respect. Also, please visit and like my Facebook page, Dr. Linda Sanicola, to keep up with show news. And if you have a moment to jot down a take-home message from today, I'd love it. And I leave you today with the words of Pam Grout as she says, Life is freaking awesome. The universe is bounteous and forever generous. Something miraculous is bound to happen to me today. Thanks for listening. See you all next week.
Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week. We'll be right back.